This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. Welcome back, couch potatoes and TV junkies. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picked Up. My name is Robert, and I'm sitting here, as always, with my good friend, former roommate and co-host, Rich. Thank you very much for that kind introduction. You are also a good friend, uh, fellow co-host, and former roommate. Oh, thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in. If you've never listened to Pick It Up before, what we do here is every week we pick a different television pilot to watch and use that as a discussion point. You know, we'll go into the details of the show, talk about whether we liked it, whether we didn't, whether we'd order a full series order of it, um, and also let that spin us off in other discussions on TV and life and comedy. Oh, yeah. And this pot, this episode in particular may go bump in the night. I don't know. That was lame as hell. Uh, no. <laughs> that was lame as hell. That was weak sauce. That's all right. That was great. Um, this week's show that we chose was a random show and if you did not listen to rich's elevator pitch last week where he revealed the pick it is goosebumps 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 rl stein's goosebumps uh also thank you uh to mullet at your host mullet uh for stepping up to the plate and let me check to see if anyone else has uh on the goosebumps porn name challenge uh to which he posited goose humps what is this on the the elevator pitch, oh. I, I was talking about goose boners. Yes, just like send, what would your goosebumps oh my. porn version be? Uh, to which, yeah, mullet, mullet crushed it. It, it pissed me off because I'm like, yep, no, that's that, that's what I should have started. Goose humps, with. goose humps. That's yes, obviously, uh, and not goose boners because that doesn't make any sense. Boobs bumps. <laughs> So yeah, so we watched Goosebumps. Um, aside from that, what you watching, dude? Uh, let's see. Since we last spoke, I have been watching... You know, it's so funny. I watch a ton of movies. Like, I put movies on because I can really not pay attention to them. Yeah. I do other things in the apartment. I've done that. I think I watched like four or five movies in like a two-day span. Hell yeah. As far as TV goes, I watched the first two episodes of, of Jessica Jones which is very cool. Was it? Yes. Okay. Because um, I've heard things, uh, I've heard that it's good throughout, and I've also heard that it starts off really good and then tapers off. It's very much like, kind of, well, Daredevil had a really good way of interweaving a lot of different storylines and kind of a lot of different intrigue and possible plots and in Jessica Jones, there looks like there's like three characters. There's Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and the Purple Man. Okay. And so I'm wondering if so far through the first two episodes, they focused, you know, again, they've kept a very narrow focus. And I've enjoyed that. I don't know if you're going to be able to go all 13 episodes without a little more, you know, ancillary plots to dip yeah. into. Um but they're they're kind of really slow rolling it too. Like you've only seen like two minutes of the Purple Man in these two, in these two first episodes. I mean, kind of like they what they did with Kingpin. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, it's a little weird too because it's like not a super like kind of getting into really like this is not a superhero show, but it's not just like a normal show. 
it's so it's kind of like not alienating people, but it's like, well, who is this show for? Right. That's a difficult question to answer. I don't know who this show is for, but I think it's a good show. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, what were the movies that you watched? The movies I've watched, I got on a big Leslie Nielsen kick. I, I, <laughs> all right. I've watched or semi-watched all the, the Naked Guns, watched something that came out in 1996 called Spy Hard, which is like just the worst, the <laughs> worst parody, but still had some great Leslie Nielsen moments. Right. Um, I watched A Haunted House, too, with uh, Marlon Wayans. Yeah. I love the Wayans brothers. I love the Wayans brothers. I had no idea about that. Oh, yeah. I love I love Blank Man. I love Major Pain. Major Pain is great. Yeah. I need. I have not watched a ton of In Living Color, so I probably can't really consider myself a fan. But I fucking love the Waynes. Hell yeah, dude! I watch Don't Be a Menace. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I really uh, crammed a lot of crap in. But hold on, you watched A Haunted House too? Yeah. How was that? Wasn't bad. It was really not that bad. Like, have you seen the first one? No. Okay. No, it just said A Haunted House Two was on Netflix. So and was Leslie Nielsen in it? No, he wasn't. Okay. But what led me to that thread was um, that what bridges the gap between Leslie Nielsen and Haunted House 2 is the scary movies. Yeah, all right. I was going to so go there. that's what bridged that gap. I think Leslie Nielsen's in like Scary Movie 4. 3. 3, there we yeah, go. Yeah, because 1 and 2 were by the Wayans brothers. Yeah. Uh, 1 was classic. It was obviously a hit. It got the whole ball rolling for that whole thing. Right. 2... It like you reference a lot more than you think you do. Like there's a lot more from that movie than we want to admit that we like remember and like. Right. Uh, for being like, for choosing to to parody a uh, a genre that like no one really cared about. Like when they all those haunted house movies started like making a comeback, or they were trying to make a comeback. Like House on Haunted Hill got a remake and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like that's what they were going for. I was like, all right, whatever, I guess. Um, but yeah, and then three, the Wayans left and the Zuckers came in, mm -hmm. which I was just thinking about that last night, actually, uh, because I watched for the first time, like a little bit of signs, mm -hmm. which that's what like three is sort of parroting. Yes. Um, and that's when they bring in Leslie Nielsen, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Um, Queen Latifah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Uh, a very early... Pretty entertaining Kevin Hart role. Yes, very true, very true. Yeah, uh, and and good on you, Anna Ferris, for sticking with the franchise as long as you did because you yeah. did not have to. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and I like really enjoyed Scary Movie Three like a lot. I have not rewatched it yet, but I remember really thinking it was really yeah. funny. And more than just stupid funny, but yeah. like this is a good movie. Leslie Nielsen played the president in that movie, right? I can't. I'm pretty remember. sure he did. Uh, I always thought that was like weird, though. That like weird transition of power. Like normally that doesn't happen, where the creators of the franchise fall off and you and you upgrade, like to the people who like perfected the genre. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what an analogy would be, but it 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 is. You know, it's like yeah. the Waynes were kind of emulating. Those wacky Zucker films, right? And then it's like, oh, then we just got the Zuckers to do it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's fall back on the guys who started doing this, yeah. like on a higher level. Yeah, 
Um, I fell asleep to Over the Top last night. Right. Which is solid. Yeah. You got to watch some Over the Top. Got to. Like, that's perfect. Like, that's perfect for anything, really. Mm -hmm. If you have to, like, do laundry, put on Over the Top. If you got to fall asleep, put on Over the Top. If you've got to, like, study for a math test, put on Over the Top. You know? If you've got to, you know, create covalent bonds, put on Over the Top. I don't care. (laughs) Like it's a it's a do all. It is. Um, um, it's fantastic. Something I was gonna say about signs because I didn't watch all of it, but it was the first time I watched like a good chunk of it. It's like there's like jokes in there. There's like a lot of jokes. Like it's a very humorous movie. Yes, like, I, did, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Is it? Are you down with that? Does it take you out of it, or do you think it's balanced enough? It drew me in. Yeah. Because again, like I wasn't expecting. I was expecting it to be a very straightforward, very like heavy-handed, you know, Shyamalama ding dong type deal. Mm-hmm. But it like fucking drew me in because I wasn't expecting it. It Caught me off guard. It like it in like through that it endeared itself to me. I was just like, oh. How far did you get into it? Like, um, like half an hour, or an like, hour. Uh, probably about like hour. I don't know how long it is exactly, but yeah, like maybe like an hour. Have the robots come yet? No robots. Okay. It was. That's uh, just, that's not a thing. Okay. I I don't know. (laughs) I know, right? It was like right after he chopped the the fingers of the alien off. That was like trapped in the, trapped in the pantry, Mm -hmm. which give me that R. Kelly series trapped in the pantry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm eating these crackers. (laughs) You're on fire, Rich. That's. (laughs) I lo- I like signs a lot. I'd like I I think it's got a cool message ending to it. I'd let me know what you think when you finish watching. It. <clears throat> I will. I uh I'm I was I'm I'm excited to have started it and I look forward to finishing it because like from what I understand that's like the last Shyamalan movie that like people universally were like yeah. Yeah, this was a good movie. I also like and I've known this, but definitely and I feel like I knew a lot of the beats already because of Scary Movie 3. <laughs> So like you know, oh, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean I get it, let's go. But the jokes again caught me off guard. Yeah. Um but uh one thing I always did like knowing about the movie, and I like it even watching the movie, is that they you they just straight up commit to the tall, slender, egg shaped head yeah. alien. Like the vintage look of an alien. Yeah, your they classic sci fi. Yeah, they don't try to, like, reinvent the wheel or anything. It's just like, no, what if these aliens in these spaceships fucking came down today-ish? Yeah. It's like that pitch or that idea seems like it's too cliche to do. It's like, no, no, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's great, suspenseful. And then you just throw in, you know, uh, the, the family drama part of it to give it, like, flesh it out a little more. And, like, yeah. It's a solid movie. And it, like, if, because you said that it was sort of like a cliche idea, if it had been done before, like, again, with the, uh, what do they call it? There's like a specific name for that type of alien, I feel like. But whatever it is. Like, like the little green man or something. Yeah. Well, but even, eh. Yeah, or the gray man or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like, even if that version had been done, it hadn't been done, like, on that sort of, like, scale or quality. It was always, like, a B-movie type deal. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, that was awesome. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm enjoying it. I'll, I can't wait to catch the next episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that's how that's how much the show has just 
infiltrated my life is I have to watch movies in episodes now. So yeah, uh, yeah. I saw Trumbo the other night. How was it? Uh, it was good. It was solid performances all around because the cast is just fucking stellar. And uh, I mean, Cranston's great, obviously. Um, Louis C.K. had a much bigger role than I thought he would have, and it was really, really good. Um, fucking John Goodman, man, is great. I yeah. wish he had a bigger role in that. Um, yeah, it was just fucking solid top to bottom. The story itself, I mean, it's, you know, a true story, so you can't, like, make it any more dramatic than it was, which, when you're going through it, sure. Yeah, that's that's crazy dramatic. I would, I would hate to go through that. But, like, translating to the big screen, it, like, it's like, all right, yeah, they're just getting by. They're doing what they got to do. I mean, it's a cool story about, you know, the Hollywood 10 and the blacklist and everything and, like, the fact that he basically won like two Oscars without being credited for him. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. And it was great uh, for Roman Holiday and the Brave One. And like even the Roman Holiday thing, like that wasn't even revealed until like a few years ago. Really? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, I watched that recently on Netflix too. Really? Yeah. I've never seen it. With Gregory Peck and mm-hmm. Audrey Hepburn. How was it? Oh, it's a good one. It's a real sweet, good one. Yeah. Um, they're really. You know, those are two classic stars, and Audrey Hepburn won an Oscar for that, Mm -hmm. and a shot in Rome. Yeah, it is. It's super charming and nice. It's almost got, part of the plot is like a, um, is it the, what's the film, like, I'm not very well versed in like the 90s, like high school films, but where's the one where it's like, I bet you can't. Like the popular kids are like. She's all that. She's all that. It involves like a she's all that, like, like Gregory Peck doesn't reveal he's like a reporter uh-huh. and he's like trying to get a scoop and she doesn't know it. And then it's like, oh, he's just he's just trying to get a story. But, you know, but she's also trying to fall in love. Or something. I don't know, <laughs> but it's good. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, um, yeah. um, I know that the Bill Murray Netflix holiday uh, special. Mm-hmm. Uh, just came out. I uh, hadn't had a chance to watch it by the time we're recording this, uh, so we'll report back on that. Yeah, but I'm lo- very much looking forward to that. I'm sure it's it's pretty Bill Murray. Oh, exactly. well, Coppola did it. Yeah, Sofia Coppola. That's pretty it. cool. Yeah, that got me way more. I mean, not that I wasn't interested in it before, but knowing that Sofia Coppola was was involved got me a lot more excited about that. Yeah, than just Bill Murray because. As much as there's been like this cultural infatuation with Bill Murray, like he still has been making some not great movies. Oh, like, totally. Who gave a shit about Rock the Casbah or whatever? Like, yeah. you know, there's there's still some like real stinkers that he's doing. Uh, and he's still I like a, he still doesn't have an agent. <laughs> yeah, and he's still like a pretty questionable person. I brought that up with somebody the other day. Yeah, uh, we, we just kind of like the basic question, like who would you uh, living person, living person, who would you have dinner with? Mm-hmm. And they said Bill Murray. I'm like, and that's great and all, but like you know, it sucks about the what was it? It was like a domestic abuse thing. Yeah, right? yeah. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, do people not really know? <laughs> I have a feeling like here's maybe this is just a, a hot prediction, but like. Murray might get Cosby in the next few years, man. I think so. I think it's surprising that it it hasn't happened. Yeah, like because I've heard about this before, and mm-hmm. I heard about the Cosby thing before too. Mm-hmm. But like, it wasn't until somebody that had enough of an audience was able to just be like, "This happened, right?" Mm-hmm. Like, it's great and all. He's really funny and charming, 
Like he did this thing. Yeah, um, especially the number of, of of women and girls who I f- think I see are infatuated. Yeah. I mean, the, like you said, it's a whole cultural thing, but just like, especially when it's like, yeah, he's like not a good dude from yeah. my understanding. I, um, in Chicago, there's a really cool theater called the Neo Futurists, and um, what they do is they they do like 62 minute plays or 32 minute plays. Yeah, at a show. And I was actually, I went to go see um, a program, like a class program that they had. So these were new people sort of learning the style and doing it. And this one kid had a really great, like, monologue about liking Wes Anderson films, uh, but not knowing how to feel about Bill Murray, like, being involved in domestic abuse, and then tying it back to, like, his father and, like, wanting to like him, but not knowing because he was domestically abusive. And it was it was really great. It was yeah. refreshing to hear somebody candidly be like, yeah, I love Wes Anderson films. Bill Murray's cool. I also think he almost killed his wife by beating her so badly. Yeah. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, it's, like, unfair that... It's not unfair. It's just, like... It's just, well, like, our society is just hypocritical. It's or, like they or, pick and choose who we... Or know. has the other shoe just not dropped yet? Like, the, you know, that's the thing about Cosby. It's like, it was just a matter of time before the other shoe dropped. Right. You know, nobody was talking about it. And, like, people were still associating themselves with them. Yeah. You know? I um, saw him on... Uh, what was it? Was it Jimmy Fallon? Mm-hmm. It was like six months before... Yeah. The everything went down. Yeah, he had a a, a Comedy Central special, mm-hmm. like maybe a year before it. Yep. So, you know, on this Bill Murray special, it's like, yeah, like Sofia Coppola directs it, and he does Wes Anderson movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Clooney's in this. Uh, like it's chock full of like huge stars. Like I think Amy Poehler's in it, maybe. Uh, like just crazy. I don't know. It's really just. It's like an it's, ele- it's an elephant in the room. Yeah. It's like that. It's again, a tiny baby elephant in the room with like Woody Allen. Like it's all out there, mm-hmm. and I mean he's just still working. And so at that point, you just I don't know. You just make the decision to try to separate the artist and life, mm-hmm. or just appreciate the work. Yeah, or just forget about it altogether. Yeah. You know, because people are still working with Woody Allen. Yeah. Like, every Woody, Woody Allen's Allen still married to... To that, Soon Yi. To Soon Yi. Yeah. So, every movie that he does, too, like, has A-list stars in it. Yeah. Like, every yearly movie that he does that you didn't hear about has A-listers in it. Yeah. I don't... It's It's hard. It's confusing. Um, and I'm sure it'll be hard and confusing when we get famous and do terrible things and people don't know how to feel about us. Yeah. Because we're so likable. We are. But we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Forgive us, please. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of like moral quandaries and dilemmas, Fargo's still the best show on TV, dog. It's like taking the crown, dude. It's fucking great. Everyone has echoed that. Yeah. I think we went from... Not, I'm not saying we, we're changing our opinion. It was True Detective Season 1, Mr. Robot, now it's Fargo. Well, and it also has to do with like what's 
you know, like yeah, they're yeah. not just crying. Yeah, on each that's other. what I'm saying. It's like this is yeah. the current torch passing yeah. that I so far, and I mean, you'd be able to verify it even better, sure. but that seems like the must watch. I like how the must watch is coming from quality now. Yeah. It's not the, like, oh, this is like a like the Kardashians are the much must watch. Yeah, it's I like have the, to watch it so I can talk about it. Right. It's like, no, this is a must watch because it's phenomenal. Yeah. It'll yeah. blow your fucking dick through your butt. It's great. <laughs> okay. Well, goddamn. I mean, I just have to leave now and watch it. Okay, I got to go, really? Rich. I got to leave. Episode over. We'll see like, you later. Oh, my God. They're just... Each episode has, like, a different kind of, like, approach to it as far as, like, all right, this is going to be, like, this kind of little yeah. movie or whatever. Patrick was telling me about just, like, the the barely, barely there references to, yeah. to the film, to the previous season. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, and it's great. It's really neat. It's fucking masterful, man. And, again, I feel like we talked about this. Like, on paper, like, it, like it never should have been made. Mm-hmm. Like... It makes sense for a shitty, greedy studio to make it, but the fact that it was in FX's hands, who are, like, anti-greedy, they're, like, kind (laughs) of don't give a fuck about anything. (laughs) I don't know where they're getting their I guess we're still dipping into that Sons of Anarchy money or something. Yeah. Or that American Horror Story money, really, is what it is. Or the sunny money. The sunny money. The sunny money. But, yeah, they're just letting things happen. I think we've talked about this once before, but... um, it's like if you could only have one channel for like the rest of your life. Yeah. It's like FX is making another strong push to be like, you know. Yeah. Like you said, you got Sonny, Sons of Anarchy, The League. The League, the which League. is coming to an end. But yep. apparently like You're the Worst is a really good show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Americans, people fucking uh, the American, love. Yep. And if you're doing their, for the archive and the past shows that they had, they had Justified. Uh Terriers, I think, was on there, which people loved, even though it was very short-lived. Our, um, it was a boxing thing that we Lights watched. Out. Lights Out. Lights Out was on FX. Like, yeah. damn. Like, there's a lot of shows on FX that I don't really care about and, like, historically didn't care about. I really didn't care about Rescue Me. I really didn't care about The Shield. But even then, those are probably really good, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. F- like, FX, past, present, and future would still take that, that those reins. Yeah. Because, again, like, you know, every other, and the only other contender would be HBO. Right. Like, AMC had that strong push. And then started falling off. And I just didn't know how to sustain it. Yep. Ran out of comic books. Preacher's, <laughs> Preacher's supposed to be coming out. Yeah. Soon. There was a, like a teaser or a trailer or something like that, but that came out like a few months ago. I think there was, I think it was like, we're getting pretty loose with our definition of teaser because yeah. it's, if it's like five seconds, that is a clip. That's not a <laughs> teaser. That is a because there was like oh just before oh we can even talk about this if you sure. want before the full Dawn of Justice trailer came out there was the the clip like the preview teaser that aired uh, with like the season the mid season finale of Gotham yeah that's right it's like that was like three shots this is not a well, it was fair. That was fair because it did tease like yeah. a, a, a compelling thing, a weird thing. Right. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, the whole just Dawn of Justice. Let's rip the band aid off. Rip the band aid off. We talked a little bit about this at work. Um, consensus, too much in that trailer. There, 
or too much. Not I'm not necessarily gonna pass judgment as to whether this can be good or bad from it, but like too a little too much going on in that trailer. Here here's what would be absolutely insane <laughs> is if the what we saw in that trailer ends up being but an iota of what they actually do in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So oh you thought we showed you too much in the trailer. Wait till you see how much we didn't show you. <laughs> We're good. This movie's insane. That's the that's the first act. <laughs> I would throw rocks at the screen. I know. I will have in it in doing this idea done in a good way. The Dark Knight trailer showed the confrontation on LaSalle Street between Batman and the Joker uh, and the truck flipping mm-hmm. as if that was the finale, yeah. and that was. Like the second act, like yeah. that, and they didn't show any of the actual final confrontation uh, on that building. Very good so, point. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that this is just uh, <laughs> tip of the ice. Just wet your appetite. Show you a little. So you know, um, for those of you who haven't seen it, check it out. You get to see Superman, Batman, Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne. You're gonna see Lex Luthor, who uh, reminds me of someone. In my personal life. <laughs> Former guest on the show. Former guest of the show. Uh, good friend and lovely lady. Lex Andrews. Well, I get, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Lex Luthor is, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor is definitely positing some Liz Anderson tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg definitely has been jocking Liz's style. I don't appreciate it. No. <laughs> get off her corner. The Fandersons demand it, Jesse. That's right. Uh, um, so, but you see Lex, you see Wonder Woman for mm-hmm. a second, and you see Doomsday, yeah, which is just insane. Yeah, I'm not. What's your take on having multiple villains in a movie? Um, I always thought that it could be done in a much better way. Um, I'm. I'm fine with it. I like it. I think I reject more that they all have to connect to each other. Okay. That like Lex has to make Doomsday, right. like or so and so have to team up. Like there's just multiple ant. Like who who cares? There's multiple antagonists. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like a lot of what makes that a, a non-workable idea is because they feel a need to to. Oh, and this is why they're all together. It's like, yeah. fuck it. That's a dumb excuse. Like, they just are. I don't know. Now, again, the audience is always much more willing to just go with things sure. than we kind of give them credit for. Yeah. How uh, about you? But, are like, you- even, at, like, sort of growing up and forming whatever conclusions or, or opinions that I will, like, I was kind of base it as like diminishing returns like you you may bring up a great point that every film i can think of now with multiple villains is like wow that sucked (laughs) (laughs) or got it hurt the film it hurt the film yeah uh because i mean to your point like they don't have to connect because like they can have their it's kind of a what has been so good about you know or what's worked so well about the, the the marvel series is all of these bads have their own motivation and their own you know aspirations to to go after or whatever yes you know and like over time when those get woven in yes like you can look at the larger tapestry of everything and make it work 
Mm-hmm. But when you're just going movie to movie to movie, just making that happen, it's forced. It's not organic at all. It is very forced. And, you know, I'm just basically looking, again, diminishing returns at the, the that original Batman series. Batman. You have the Joker. Batman Returns. Penguin. And Catwoman. And mm-hmm. even that Catwoman's like a tweener, as right. it were. So, like, you know, 1.5 villains. Uh, Batman Forever, which I love i make no bones about that uh it's terrible but i love it for my reasons mm-hmm. uh but yeah you have just jim carrey and tommy lee jones tommy lee jones first of all mm-hmm. hot off the the fugitive jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> who approached who on that i don't know casting that you don't think of tommy lee jones no like only if it's ever going to be Harvey Dent, which they already did in Batman Returns, and it was Billy D. Williams, and then they just said, "Well, fuck you, Billy D." Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, if it's only going to be Harvey Dent, maybe Tommy Lee Jones. Maybe. I don't have an answer for that one. <laughs> but like, I don't. I would never in a million years think about casting Tommy Lee Jones as full-on Two Face, especially. Well, you know, <laughs> that's more of it. Was his decision of how to play it? It's like, wow, you really went pretty pretty wild with this you've, you've always wanted to do something like this, yeah you? like i can't fathom any other thing than like tommy lee going to schumacher going like can i please i want to go crazy but yeah so you had the two in there mm-hmm. and then batman and robin you had three yeah no. kinda, yeah, yeah you had mr freeze and poison ivy and you had bane bane who was yeah. a henchman but it was still bane yep um and then go to roll it back to to so it begins begins. Rasha Ghoul was like the big bad, and then you had Scarecrow, who was more so like a device than anything. Yeah, he's still better look he got in that movie than any of the other movies. Yeah, I was gonna say my favorite multi-villain use might be Scarecrow because he and the way he pops up at the beginning of Dark Knight. It's a scene I always wanted that you could fit in. Five, I always just want to see a montage of Batman fighting like Killer Croc, Killer Croc, Clayface, totally. and like two others. But just like quick hits, like one scene, and it's just like cut to the next one, cut to the next it one. It helps paint the, the larger picture. Exactly. Like he's dealing with these fucking wackos on the reg. Yes, all the time. Um, so, yeah, so for, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. But and even then, like in the rest of the movie, he was kind of used like as a device, as a way to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, uh, Dark Knight, you could arguably say the same thing about Two Face and that. Like he's kind of a device. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just a, a way to to stimulate character change. Dark Knight is great, but really the first hour and a half of it is great That's, and then the yeah. remainder is it just you're, sort of attached you're on such a high from that first hour right you forget about the second you forget about the the, the, movie. the end of dark knight yeah yeah um but then yeah dark knight returns uh or dark knight rises as it were you have bane and catwoman and talia talia and, yeah yeah a lot of crap going on there. yeah so uh it's just hard if you got lex that should be your Big bad, mm-hmm. but then you bring in Doomsday, and then you and show... there's references to the 
Joker. To the Joker, and you show the fucking corpse of of General Zod. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're all like again. DC wants to wait, weave this larger tapestry, but they're just shoehorning in so much shit that's like, yeah, sure, it'll come up later, but like, talk about it later too. Yeah, we'll get there. It's not a race to who finishes their shit first. I ha- I think that these Black Panther films could be very good, and we've already seen the primary antagonist for Black Panther um, in Avengers Two mm-hmm. when uh, Andy Serkis is that how you say his name? Yeah, played Claw. That's the that's Black Panther's arch enemy. So that was a cool way too. And there's there's some pretty neat subtle hints about that. Um, but yeah, again, taking time and working it in, yeah. weaving it in. Not that, and again, not that like Marvel's been on fire now either. But mm-hmm. like they're overall, they've had a long term game plan. Yeah, and that's you know eventually coming to fruition. Uh, I will say this: I'm getting on this corner early. Uh, I think that. Batman v Supes, Dawn of J, <laughs> may be a more enjoyable movie than Civil War. Yeah, you pitch, you proposed that to me at work, and I, I believe you could be right about that. I would not be surprised. Like the overall response to the Dawn of Justice trailer was that it was, it showed too much, and then there were a lot of people that were like, "No, yeah, it was bad," just because they're cheap and they are just again maybe not looking uh, we one of the things that we said we liked about where Don and Justice is gonna go is because it's like gonna justify or it's gonna not just ignore all the carnage that Superman <laughs> left right. in his wake. Right. Um which is also gonna be like a big theme in, in Civil War. I just I don't know like Marvel's gonna start getting darker, which it never really has done. And we don't know if it can do. Um, and I think that Darn Justice is just going to elicit better performances. So they have arguably better actors. Mm-hmm. Like, the one thing that I liked about them showing so much in that Dawn of Justice trailer was I got a good bit of a Ben Affleck performance. Which, fuck you if you're going to come at me, come at me, come at me. For Affleck, baby, bring it on! Oh, fucking bring it on! He's great. He's he's a great actor. I don't give a fuck. Rich loves Ben Affleck, and that's totally fine. I'm a hey, Ben Affleck knows what he's doing. Goddamn right he does. He fucking knows, and I'm totally down with that. I like the. I think there was some some good visible tension when yeah. Clark and Bruce are sort of. You know, telling each other that they're throwing shade at each other. That was a good scene. That was. That was like, wow, this is the first time you guys meet and you're already like almost throwing punches. I want another director on these movies so bad because fuck Zack Snyder. I, you have good actors in these movies. That is so much more the meat and the awesomeness of this idea. And always has. is the It's called a dynamic. And it's how two elements work together yeah. and i don't need to see a big explosion i mean really i mean it's it maybe it's just unfortunate that we just have this audience and you know it's got to perform well overseas so we got to have a big monster it's like it's really just there it's yeah. like how are these two very very principled characters gonna be able to interact with each other yeah and that is the one thing that i did like about the um the civil war trailers it did seem as though there was a lot less like outside destruction than there was like 
all right, world, we have to go in a room and fight ourselves for a little bit. Yeah. You know, or like, they, you know, some, some talking it out a little bit attempted, which is great. I want to see that. But I want to see these actors do it more than these actors. Yeah. So I don't know, I'm just getting on that corner early. I'm probably wrong. That's coming out whatever. in like three months. Right? What is? Superman, Batman, Superman? No. I, I think I it's like, March. Is it? I thought it was like later. I thought it was going to be like early summer. Well, they, it, it was going to be, but then Captain America was going to go head to head with it. Was it really? Yeah. Like they, oh, Superman, man. Batman was going to come out and then Marvel said that they were going to put Captain America 3 the same weekend. It was just going to be head to head. And I think, and I think Warner Brothers was just like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just move it up to March. I think I don't know. I have to check it out. I think Suicide Squad comes out in like August, March twenty fifth. Yeah, damn, damn, it's creeping on you. March isn't a great time to release a movie. No, it's not. That's not going to be good. Damn it, it's not going to be good. I'm wrong. I fucked up. I'll own up to it. Still up. Were you, were, up. were you the one who moved it to March? Rich. They didn't ask me at all. <laughs> so whatever. That would be great, though, to just see like, man, oh, that's got to happen for the last fucking like Marvel, like Marvel movie of the MCU. Like there just has to be a head to head weekend. Just Marvel and like whatever DC movie you got coming out that year or like, you know, do the fucking do one of the Affleck Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Like I just fucking grow a sack. Don't move. Don't like what you just said there. Marvel punked out. Marvel and Disney punked out Warner and 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 DC. Yeah. Like that's straight up. They just straight up made them flinch. It was the, the classic yeah. like like yep. chump at them and like, oh no, I'm sorry. Yep, they blinked first. Yeah. Totally. Fuck. Goosebumps? Goosebumps. Goosebumps. You've never heard of is uh, a series you know, of. Then how do you know how to get a podcast? Is a series of. You grew uh, up in the nineties. You know how to use technology. Sorry. Totally. No, absolutely. So based on the the children's books, the children's horror anthology by R.L. Stein, this was a TV show uh, called Goosebumps. We watched uh, the pilot episode, which was called like. There's uh, a monster here. The girl who <laughs> cried monster. The girl who cried monster. There you go. Thank you. Uh, and basically, the uh, uh, if you didn't watch it, what the show was, uh, girl, uh, it's, it's the girl that cried wolf. The boy who cried wolf. Um, like, oh, there's a monster here. There's a monster there. Yeah, right, Lucy. You're always saying that. Right. And she sees a monster. She's like, there's a monster. They're like, all right, Lucy, stop oh, it. Sure. Yeah. And then she, and so then, she's like, oh no. Yeah. Now that I'm really seeing a monster, no one will believe me. Exactly. Um, have you, did you ever read the Goosebumps books as a kid? I'm not really. Okay. I loved looking at the covers. I'm way more of like a visual person. The in covers term, were great. I wasn't a great reader as a young person. Yeah. Um, so. I just really loved I used to love this about the cover of VHS tapes as well. I liked taking my own time to imagine what this story could be about and what it was about just seeing one image. Um <laughs> uh, let me look at this cover. 
All right. Uh, I have a story now. I don't have to read this. <laughs> I, I'm not going to read it. Is that the same story? I don't know. I, don't I have know. a story. I like this one. Yeah. Let's get disappointed when, like, you... Comics would do this sometimes. It's like, oh, yeah, this cover. And then, like, the inside story, like, doesn't reflect what was going on in the cover. Like, that's bullshit. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. Saw this last night. <gasps> What's going on? They're going to do a crossover run with Batman uh-huh. and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, boy. That's We're married now. That's us getting <laughs> married. Our families are one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Sorry, I had to bring that up. No, totally. Um, so, didn't really read these. No, didn't really read these, did you? I, I read a lot of them. Were you more of a, a Shivers guy? No, I just didn't, didn't read <laughs> Do a lot. Do you know what Shivers was? No. Shivers was like the bootleg version of Goosebumps. Like, written by fucking B.D. Brian or yeah. some shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it was like the same style cover. Those covers are awesome. The the Goosebumps covers. Like it had the yeah. raised lettering on it. Mm-hmm. With the bumps and everything. It was fucking cool. It was yeah. perfect. It was like, it was perfect for kids. And and then, yeah, R.L. Stein did Fear Street, mm-hmm. and like which was like a little bit more mature. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there were like shivers and shit. Oh, man. There's if you ever want to see something hilarious. Shitty, shitty knockoffs. Look up the, uh, the, the click hole like quiz or whatever of like <laughs> can you tell which of these is an as a goosebumps title and which is not and it's excellent <laughs> it's so great um there's a similarly uh good quiz going around right now which is uh can you tell which of these is a pokemon and which of these is a big data is, is, corporation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's perfect it's very much like that so yeah um this show pulled a lot just from those books i don't know if this was a book this episode was based I don't on think a book. It was. Yeah, I know it seemed that like original. Some of the episodes were based off the books, but I don't remember this one being a book. Yeah, I don't either. From all the pictures I looked at. <laughs> and uh but it still had the like the classic all the elements of a standard grade A goosebumps novel mm-hmm. where it had your you know, your young person, young person, maybe getting into mischief, uh, questionable morals, has your morality play in it. It has your reveal. It has your climax. And then it has your twist. See, I'm glad you bring that up because what I ultimately, I didn't enjoy this very much. And I felt like it really was lacking like a moral, like this particular episode. Um, I don't know if I can extrapolate that to much of Goosebumps because you said that usually there is a morality tale involved well, in it. There's a morality tale, but it usually doesn't end up working out. <laughs> See, like the kid will end up like getting eaten or like getting trapped or something like that. Yeah, and like usually they don't end up like like the lesson has to be learned by you because this character got fucked. It's done. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, I will, I, I. Like this particular episode, I'll probably agree with what you're saying because, like, it was an attempt at R.L. Stein and it wasn't like actually one of his. Yeah, it's- I saw the story was written by like Charles Laser, which is a great pen name. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, totally. It's um, yeah, the story. It 
it's like one it's like yeah hey what what about this a girl we take the boy who cried wolf and we do that but it turns out the wolf is not the wolf we see but her parents are wolves yeah (laughs) it's like uh okay okay sure uh and those wolves hate other wolves they don't like wolves but it's okay and the the and the girl she sort of accepts it all you know pretty gracefully well it's uh at the end uh, to the end just jumping ahead to the end uh they invite the the parents invite the monster over for dinner Mm -hmm. they don't know it's a monster. well they know but they don't know it's a monster so like whatever uh, they invite him over because, like, yeah, daughter, you're wrong. We're good people. Yeah, we're fine. Um, and then, like, they, the parents are monsters. They eat that dude. And then, like, all the exposition is, like, run throughout. Exactly. Life. But, like, the kids have known the whole time. It's not even so much like, oh, yeah, by the way, kids, we're monsters. Don't worry about it. Like, the way they address everything and the tense within they uh, address everything it's like it's like a big like reminder conversation. I didn't get that. Really? Yeah. I, the kids know? Yeah. Because at first... At then first, why is she freaked out that if she knows monsters are a thing? She's freaked out because they're supposed to be the only monsters in that town. That's why. That's, that's why. I took it as they... <laughs> I didn't take it that way. <laughs> I went through the same thing at first, and then like they they made they made some mention of like, <laughs> and you know, you as we said, you guys will get your trainer fangs. Like it was as simple as like as we said, or like don't you remember, or something like that. They're just like, oh, this is they've known, and this is why they were freaking out. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't well done, but like because <clears throat> again, okay. throughout that end scene, I was the same way. I'm just like. Why are they so fucking chill? I suppose it makes sense that like the kid is even more the younger brother is even more upset that the the older sister is saying there's monsters because he's to believe there are no monsters. Like any child, but not like any child, he's to believe there's no monsters, but not because they're just that his parents are comforting him, but because his parents are monsters and right. they're guaranteeing him. Man, well, this is fucking weak. This is real weak. It's like, <laughs> it's a thin story that as min- the minute you start to try to unpack it, it's like, well, this has got to be really, this has got to be a very deep box. But like, they like, stuffed a bunch of like, <laughs> paper in it to bring it, to fill it up. Yeah. Because uh, like, again, this is all inference. Like, you have to imagine that the, these monster parents... Uh, like had to tell these because I love how they like wasted the budget on like the one guy yeah. so that the monster parents just had like a set of fangs, a set of fangs, and then like close up of like scales, like super yeah. close up, like uh, yeah, yeah, that's any, like, right, like foam a foam laying around, yeah, like a, a cobra, yeah, outfit. And so again, I'm, this is all inferred from like that last sort of like wrap up exposition scene with the parents is they. Don't they can't have any other monsters in town because the more monsters there are in town, the more chance there are for people to know there are monsters in town. Yeah. Which then they will They're gonna get lynched. Yeah, they will round up and drive out all the monsters in town. So they have to be the only monsters in town. Which now see, there's your there's I like that. The only monsters in town. That's like 
let's write a screenplay off of that title. <laughs> well, and also, like, if you really want to, like, take that premise, and you can really sink your teeth into that as far as, like, using that as an allegory for, like, race and, like, mm-hmm. you know, coming up and moving into a predominantly, like, white neighborhood. And, you know, hell, there could be an episode of Blackish about that, yeah. basically. <clears throat> Pardon me. I am fired up about this episode. Yeah. Like, and and I'm gar- I'll guarantee you Charles Laser did not know he stumbled into what could have been. Um, <clears throat> but that said, about the actual show itself, one, I love that opening theme. Yeah, that was major nostalgia right that there. That is a sweet-ass opening theme, too. And it, like, if you ask me, I think it holds out. I'll listen to that some more. It does. No, that's 100% true. Um, that's, that's something that I feel like we've haven't talked about it as much lately. Maybe because the shows that we've been watching don't have opening themes as much, but I have such strong feelings for a good opening theme. Um, the I love how much the kids read in this. In this, I mean, granted, it's based off a book, and you would promote reading. It was just interesting to see a library. It's like, wow, yeah, kids at a library. Uh, she returned earlier in the show. She returned Black Beauty. Yep. Did you ever read Black Beauty? Nope. I remember that book being pushed on me like so hard as a kid. Like not by like teachers or school or librarians, but like my mom was like telling like she like bought it for me. Like, yeah, you should read you read it. Read it. Have you read it? <laughs> read it. So no, I don't give a fuck about this horse. Yeah. Like in the 90s, they also did like a movie. Uh, they did a movie adaptation of Black Beauty. I didn't give a fuck. And then she uh, she, she returns that. She wishes there was monsters in that. And then she goes and gets Frankenstein. Yes. Which I have read. Which yeah, so have I. And it's great. It is. It's very good. And I'm really glad that they kind of approached it as as it is. Like it's very easy to just say, like, Frankenstein, yeah, wasn't that a scary monster? And da 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 da. But like when she brings it back, the librarian was like, Yeah, didn't you, you know, find the sympathy in the monster? It's like, yeah, that's that's such a huge part of that book. Oh, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Also, I just like the comment of like, she's like, oh, yeah, this has got a monster. Don't you like scary monsters? Like, well, not really. He's like, most people like to be scared in movies and films. And then it's like, boom, yeah. not in real life. It's yeah. like, yeah, that was a cool little, Hell yeah. little bit. There are there are like little nuggets throughout the show. Like, again, it's not well acted. It's not well shot. It's not well produced. Probably didn't have that great of a budget. So, like, considering all that, good on you, Goosebumps. Yeah. Um, like... I thought the uh, the actual monster, the librarian, end up ends up turning to be out, turning out to be the monster. Mm-hmm. I thought that makeup was like not bad for like probably being told it has to cost under like a hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, the the look of him, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was, he was creepy like, looking. But that would scare me if I was a kid. Totally for sure. Um, yeah. I and. Uh... <laughs> Uh, just another one-off thing and it's sign of the times uh the girl has to return back to the library because she forgot her blades (laughs) oh man forgot my blades she's like walking with her friend aaron who like was it me or did he sound like 80 yard like did he sound like dubbed over (laughs) it did seem a little weird the highest pitch voice yeah just like it's one of those things where you, you watch and like there's something off and it bugs you. Yeah. It's like, uh, 
Like the timing. It's like the, wow. the sync off or like the voice does not match this character doesn't match it's just something's off something's weird yeah you know and 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 maybe i fell right into it maybe charles laser chuck laser good on you man maybe you're better than i'm giving you credit for because i did i did feel sympathy for that monster the librarian yeah when he was consumed not even oh just in general just in general oh sure he's a monster but he's keeping it to himself He's just like, look, I know what I am, but I'm not going to go out. Just leave me in peace. Yeah, I'm just going to close the library at its designated time, <laughs> and then I'm going to eat my crickets and spiders. <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. I'm going to do me. I'm not going to bother you. Like, we're good. Just leave me alone. Mm. I'm just trying to... I didn't ask to be here. I'm just doing my thing. I I wasn't caring. I didn't care. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rich. No, but like I just I don't know. Like he didn't. I, I know. I know. This was too many. Like again, like you said, there. This was like an attempt at a style, and there's a lot of elements. There was a lot of elements there, like a spooky monster and a and a um, a, a young person who is like gets involved in something weird. That doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean. But none of they didn't connect. They're just like God. Uh, yeah. Um, I like how you're selling it though. It's, you're selling it's it. It's hard great. to tell the story in 22 minutes too. I, no, that's not true. Why did I say that? They should have just like trying to defend this show. So yeah, long? It was I was a just Saturday like, morning show. I I would have just locked somebody in the attic and then there's like a psychopath up there. That's my goosebumps. Oh, you, have you kids cleaned out the attic yet? No. Well, go do it. And then you go up there and then there's a crazy person up there and then and then it turns out well, uh, they're. Uh, you know, they're like, Dad, Dad, you know, there's a crazy person in the attic. It's like, that attic's been deserted for 20 years. <laughs> well, then you obviously hadn't read Psycho Attic. Right. I, mean, I have not. That. Yeah. You saw the cover, maybe? I did. Okay. I thought it was a, about a yard sale. That would that <laughs> definitely be one. Uh, spooky yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> yard sale of doom. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna see if I can pull that up. Yeah, and then at the uh, the end, <sighs> they eat the librarian monster, and everything's explained. And to these children, it's explained twice. It'd be nice to put together a list of the most impressive exposition dumps in all of movie. Hell yeah! And TV, like just the. You probably get Inception there. You probably get, well, probably Back to the Future, even though it's done elegantly. But just those moments where it's like, all right, let me explain everything yeah. in two minutes. Uh, we were talking about this last night, I think, after you left. Um, we started talking about Game of Thrones, the, the television show. And um, these two characters, Littlefinger and Varys, like, <clears throat> they, they never in the books have that the POV. Like, they never have their own chapters or whatever. But in the show, they have all these just one-on-one conversations which obviously could never take place in the books and they're not all just huge exposition dumps but they're also like five it's like a fucking five layer bean burrito or some shit yeah because like they're taking these barbs at each other they're setting up things for the future they're laying down all this history like they're it's it's so fucking brilliantly written so good 
So that, and like those would definitely be on there as well as far yeah. as exposition dumps. I have this if we have a moment uh, of the clickhole article. How many of these Goosebumps books have you read? Okay. Okay. Quiz me. Okay. How many of these Goosebumps books have you read? Night of the Dog That Barked All Night. <laughs> Stay Out of the Haunted Ghost Room That Bleeds Real Blood. Oh, that was a good one. The Monster That Touched Everyone's Food. That was a frustrating one. <laughs> Normal Catcher's Mitt, right? Wrong. It's cursed. <laughs> I think that one was a Choose Your Own Adventure version. Yeah. yeah. Be careful with Dad's Honda. <laughs> But that demon's in a wheelchair. <laughs> Scantron alive. <laughs> VCR. RIP. This book is about a swamp zombie, but hey, at least your kid is reading. <laughs> Recess on the moon. Half an hour at a nursing home. Uh... uh the Retainer from Mars. The Band-Aid at the bottom of the pool. The Dark-Skinned Human. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Press one for English. Press two for Spanish. <laughs> There's one more on here I really like. Uh, things that go, Henry, Henry, get in here. The kitchen sink's clogged in the night. Don't make me hit you. Whoa. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> The ghost-faced killer. Watch out for divorce. Uh, beware the native ads. I don't know. Is that like a... That's... <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, that's a version of advertising where like it's like sponsored content. Mm -hmm. And it looks like a part of the page. It looks like not... an actual article, but it's like... But it's just an ad. Yeah. This is my favorite one. That's... We'll... that's... That's really fucking funny, especially as Clickholes, the Buzz, the Onions BuzzFeed. Right. BuzzFeed is essentially just being known for that. Um, Fuck, that's good. That's pretty good. My favorite, the shortstop is a centipede. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, a few others, but you get it. Um, I want to bring up a show that I really enjoyed. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but it's an obvious comparison parallel to this show, and that's Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, and... What I was going to say is, for me, Are You Afraid of the Dark had a much stronger morality tale bend to it. In that, no matter, like, this girl's situation, again, this is just this episode, but this girl's situation with her monster parents and her monster at the library, nothing to do with her. Like, just, she didn't cause that to happen. That's not her war. Right. But in Are You Afraid of the Dark, I feel like it was a lot closer, like, you stole this thing or you're a dick to the new kid, or it's like, it's direct mm -hmm. correlation with like behavior. Yeah. And that to me, and uh, you know, on the flip side, there were Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes where it was just like, it was like a school full of reptiles and not as compelling because <laughs> you didn't do that. So I think it's, I think it's really important. I love horror anthology and I love, if you ever read any of the old EC comic books, like Tales from the Crypt and, uh, the Vault Keeper, all this good stuff, or the Vault of Horror, all this good stuff. The best tales are um, EC specializes in, not in morality tales, but in just like in comeuppance tales. Yeah. It's like 
somebody always does something bad and they never get away with it. Hell yeah. And it's awesome. So, um, I don't know. It, there was nev- there was one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark I ever watched. Just one? Yeah. Because like not because like I didn't like it. It's just spooky. I just couldn't do the show. I could I every snick I would watch the opening credits and I I I dare myself to do it and I chickened out every time. Yep. The one I watched was like the one where the kid turns into a, like a iguana or something. Yeah. Yeah, which was a very I remember that's a weird yeah. one. It was a weird one though, like it wasn't scary. It was just like weird. It was weird. Yeah. But the, uh, I, I feel like there really is no comparison between Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps? Like really? Because Are You Afraid of the Dark was a curated thing. It was created, it was original. Whereas like Goosebumps, at the end of the day, it was IP. It yeah. It was IP. Totally. Let's turn this into something else. Let's make some more money. Um let's film yeah. these stories. Yeah. That have already been written. Yeah. Uh or and like some other new ones written by I got this guy, Chuck Laser. I don't know, he's pretty decent. Chuck Laser is the trumbo of our time. <laughs> Little did anyone know. Little did anyone know. The uh, unfairly blacklisted because yeah. he sucked. Still do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Great sentence. Uh, yeah, but I'd still do love those books. Um, sure. You know, I had I had a bunch of them. Didn't have nearly as many as like some people did. Um, I think, uh, as if you also listen to our friends over at Dilettante Ball, um, this year they were going through the Wikipedia article for every state mm-hmm. in the United States. And I think next year they're going to be doing Goosebumps books. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be good. So some they already did a, a Goosebumps episode this year because it'd be a little uneven. Uh, that was pretty great. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to pick up the show just because it was, it was a poor outing for a pilot. I mean, I, you know, I think it, it is what it is. I don't have interest in it seeing de- it. There were definitely, that's probably the biggest thing. They could have come forward with any number of so many better yeah, stories. The next two or three are ones I recognize. Yeah. It's like the dummy and then the, I don't know. There's one about haunted, like that, that click all article is pretty great. There's it's one about great, like a haunted yeah. camera and yeah. it's like, yeah, I remember that yeah. one. Uh, so I, I definitely will say this. They should not have come out the box with that one. Yeah. They led with like their. Bury that sh- mid season. Yeah. Like, totally. No, 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 no one, no one knows that. Get out here with that. And even if, here's the thing. I don't remember if that was a book or not. That's the problem. Yeah. Come out with, come out the box. Swinging. Or just do a twist to that. You know what I would have done? I would have done that all silent. I don't know. Do something. <laughs> like just, some stylized just, versions. Exactly. Later seasons. Yeah. So uh, I would, I'd pick it up for the kitties and the IP. Mm-hmm. Um, for the opening theme. And I think it would be fun for, hell yeah, for the opening theme. And mm-hmm. I think like just where we are now, I think that would be a fun show to go and like pick and choose the episodes of the books that you remember like with and like, you know, you're already maybe like got a little bit of a buzz going on, and you just want to like, it would be like the same reason you would watch like some old like Power Rangers or something, you know? Sure. Just for like a nostalgia kick. Yeah. How was I? What were the reviews for the film that came out this year? I heard that they weren't terrible. They weren't. They were fine. It was fine. Like it was one of those things where it's like, 
Yeah, I mean... Who was in that? Jack Black. Jack Black, okay. Yeah, he played R.L. Stein. Basically, it was like a Jumanji situation. See, I, I would watch that. Yeah. I honestly did want to go see that. Yeah. I thought for a second... I knew it wasn't him. I knew it was somebody... I couldn't remember it was Jack Black. I knew it wasn't Patton Oswald, but I was like, man, it would be great if it was Patton Oswald. That'd be a completely different movie that I would love to see. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen a picture of R.L. Stein? No. He's an ugly motherfucker. Like, he's got, like, this big mole, like, right in the middle of his fucking forehead with, like, a huge receding hairline. Like, it's not, like, male pattern baldness exactly, but it, like, stops halfway and he's just got this big mole right here. And it's like, that's a face for writing books. There you go. Wow. Killed it. You got um, a face for authorship. But he is also pretty great on Twitter. Is he? Yeah. That's cool. Like, secretly good Twitter accounts like R.L. Stein, Ken Jennings. Like, that's the Twitter I love. Good stuff. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, yeah, that's, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us, whether this is your first episode or your... We're getting up there. Are yeah. we in the 30s now, counting season one? Uh, yeah. we got to be, right? Way past the 30s. Have we had our 50th episode yet? No, no, no. It's We're, coming up, though. The first season was around, like, what, 26 episodes? Right. And then... What episode is this? Season uh, this two. This is 11. Yeah, we're rounding out. It's pretty awesome. So... Thank you all. Whether this is your first episode or your upper 30th episode, thanks for tuning in. You know, Rich and I do this and we have a great time doing it. But what we love even more is being able to interact with you guys, the audience, the listeners. You know, you really make this something worth doing. So there's a variety of ways you can get in touch with us. If you ever need to send us an email, um, that'd probably be the subject of a Goosebumps book. The email from nowhere. If email was like really a thing in 95, it totally would have been. Yeah, the email from beyond. I Ma bet that was one. Mailer Damon. <laughs> hey, if you want to, you can do that. at. Uh, you can find us, picked up podcast at gmail.com. Um, find us on Facebook by searching picked up podcast. Uh, like the page and get involved there uh, in a way we'll tell you more about in just a moment. Or if you ever need to, send us a tweet. We love tweeting and Twitter and tweet convos hell yeah uh you can find us at picked up pod on twitter so uh this week's pick of goosebumps was a random pick by richard however we have a way uh to select your suggestions as picks rich you want to tell us about that yo hit us up with a review uh on wherever you listen to podcasts be it itunes stitcher wherever you have listen hit us up with a review um and uh leave a review actually write it and then head on over to the facebook Leave us a comment on the post on our wall. Let us know what you'd like us to watch, and we'll watch it. Rich will read what you write in your review. That's very true. Uh, I will read it verbatim. Uh, you're wielding a lot of power in this conceit. So keep that in mind. Hell yeah. Listen to all the other great shows that we're involved in. Please uh, check out the the confidential confessional podcast, Our Father, um, and also our one of our sister podcasts, Married with Movies, mm -hmm. Mullen and Sam. Uh, as well as, as well as, uh, married movies is on a bit of a, a holiday hiatus now, but go back, listen to all their other episodes mm -hmm. and also listen to the blank slate. Uh, just kind of bullshit. We haven't had one in a while, but we need to, cause basketball has been really good and, uh, uh, Oscar season is ramping up and then also listen to Podswoggle, 
uh, our wrestling podcast with jerks. With jerks. Yep. I like that. So, uh, for myself, Robert, for my great friend, Rich, thank you so much for listening to Picked Up. Keep your dial tuned to awesome. This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.